from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, July 6th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. A Toledo police officer, 26-year-old Anthony Dia, died in a hospital not long after being shot early Saturday morning in a Home Depot parking lot by a man who fled into a wooded area and then shot and killed himself. Kaylee Kirby has more. Mayor Wade Kapsikavich said he arrived at the hospital around 2 a.m. and he describes it as a horrific and heartbreaking moment. We are one human family, one American family, and one Toledo family. And today, our family is in mourning uh, due to the loss of one of our family members. Kaylee Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. Ohio's top cop is reacting to the fatal shooting of that officer in Toledo. Tyler Paley reports. Attorney General Davio saying, quote, Toledo police officer Anthony Dia lost his life doing what police do during every watch of their lives, trying to help someone. His memory will stand tall forever, a man who was fulfilling his duty in his final act. My heart breaks for the family he left behind. And Governor Mike DeWine expressing his condolences as well. He tweeted, to honor the life and service of Officer Dia, I've ordered that the flags in Lucas County and at the Ohio State House be lowered to half staff through his funeral service. I'm Tyler Paley. Ohio is seeing more cases of a condition associated with COVID-19 that impacts children in a different manner than the virus does among adults. Angela Ann explains. Health officials in Clark County confirmed a case of the multi-system inflammatory syndrome, and this is about an hour west of Columbus. We know the patient is under the age of five and is currently recovering at Dayton Children's Hospital. Now, Miss C is rare but can be dangerous. The syndrome has several cases reported in Cleveland last month. It causes inflammation of the blood vessels and can damage the heart, the kidneys, and organs. I'm Angela Ann. Authorities in Cleveland are condemning rising gun violence and violent crime after three people were killed and many others shot over the 4th of July holiday weekend. ONN's Eric Brown has more. Cleveland police say three men who were 57, 50, and 47 were killed in shootings between 8 p.m. Saturday night and 5 a.m. Sunday. The other victims included an 8-year-old girl who was shot in the arm as she sat in the back seat of a car. The victims' names have not yet been released. Dozens of others were hurt in shootings over the week as well. Mayor Frank Jackson, the police chief and safety director, issued a statement saying there is no excuse for this violent activity and police are actively pursuing the perpetrators. Eric Brown, ONN News. A vigil was held last night for a suburban Columbus woman who's been missing for more than a month. Stephanie Stanovich has the story. Westerville police say Emily Noble went missing back on May 24th. Police say Noble's husband told them they spent the evening together celebrating her 52nd birthday on May 24th. Her husband told police they went to sleep. When he woke up, she was gone, leaving behind her keys, phone, and credit cards. Friends tell us she loves photography and often takes a lot of pictures of nature. They say she is a trustworthy person, is kind, intelligent, and it isn't in character for her to disappear. In Columbus, Stephanie Stanovich. Ohioans who have been knocked out of a job by the pandemic could get more than a year of unemployment benefits if they're unable to find work. ONN's Dave James explains. The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services announced today that up to 20 weeks of extended benefits will be available to eligible Ohioans who exhaust both the maximum 26 weeks of regular unemployment benefits and 13 weeks of pandemic emergency unemployment compensation, putting the overall total at 59 weeks. Agency Director Kimberly Hall says the state will soon 
soon begin notifying those who may qualify and to instruct them how to apply. Dave James, in News. Cleveland Indians manager Terry Francona believes it's time for the team to change their nickname. Angela Ann has more. Francona believes the Indians should move forward and consider a new name. The manager said yesterday, quote, even at my age, you don't want to be too old to learn or realize that maybe I've been ignorant of some things and to be ashamed of it and to try to be better. I know in the past when I've been asked about whether it's our name or, or the chief Wahoo, I think I would usually answer and say, I know that we're never trying to be disrespectful. And I, and I still feel that way. But I don't think that's a good enough answer today. I think it's time to move forward. The American League team has been called the Indians since 1915. On Friday, the team released a statement saying it was committed to determine a best path forward with regard to our team name. Angela Ann, ONN News. And the Jet Express Ferry Service on Lake Erie has announced its ports in Sandusky, Cedar Point, and Kelly's Island will not open for the 2020 season. More on this from ONN's Dave James. The ferry service said in a Facebook post, quote, Due to the high water at our facilities at these locations, we do not have the ability to socially distance our passengers waiting to board and are unable to clean and sanitize in the way that is required to keep our passengers safe during the COVID-19 pandemic, unquote. The Jet Express Terminal in Port Clinton with services to Putin Bay is still open and operating as scheduled. Dave James, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.